Blog Talk Radio. Fear Blog Talk Radio Program. I'm Susan Larris and Dance, and I'm very happy to welcome you here today live. It is May 1st, 2021. And also a welcome to those of you listening in the archive. If you listened to the last episode, we talked quite a bit about nonlinear time. And as you know, energetically, You are as present with me across time and across place as if you were here right now. And that is the key to understanding so many things about our world and beyond this world. I know some of you are listening in parts of the world where winter is coming, and I certainly appreciate that there are listeners um, basically all over the planet. That really um, touches my heart. And today I am going to focus on spring, since in my part of the world, spring is coming. But I hope that you can take some of what I have to say and apply it to the beauty that you see in fall, because every season has its purpose, and every season is meant to help us to learn and to grow, and to be thankful. And as has become customary in recent shows, I have various voices to share with you what they had to say about this time of year. Um, One is very simple, um, very relevant to what I just said. This is um, from Ellen Montgomery. Her name was Lucy Maud Montgomery, often went by Ellen. She wrote... Anne of Green Gables, and um, this particular quote is from Anne of Avonlea. Then you have to remember to be thankful, but in May, one simply can't help being thankful. And that's the uplifting intent of today's program, because I think it's easy to get weighed down by the heaviness of the world and what many carry, and we certainly take what's happening in the world seriously, but we can also find ways to lift our spirits, because that's what makes our burdens lighter, is that's the the message of this program today, that um, no matter what burdens we are carrying personally or for the entire world, it helps 
find those places of inspiration and of hope and of inner peace. And this is a spiritual program for a reason, because spirituality is so very important. But even for those who are listening who don't really find themselves on what they would consider a spiritual path, nature speaks to us every day. And you don't have to be consciously, directly, spiritually oriented to be uplifted by the beauty of nature. And that is a very simple message that's important. Jeffrey Chaucer, by the way, Ellen Montgomery, just I'm trying to give context for all of these authors that I quote, she lived 1874 to 1942. Now we're going to go way back to Jeffrey Chaucer, who lived um, 1843 to 1400. And um, his name is pronounced both Chaucer and Chaucer, depending, and every variation in between, depending on where you are in the world. I get frustrated with these multiple pronunciation. Um, I might have said um, Chaucer, but... There are many ways to pronounce that name. Um, 1343 to 1400, he lived. And after the winter followeth green May. Very simple quote, but it has a lot to say to us. We've come through a challenging winter. No matter where you are in the world, it's been a winter of some kind. And it doesn't mean that we've resolved everything we need to work with. In fact, we have a lot of work on our hands. And what May conveys most of all is the freedom of spirit. And another um, quote, by the way, let's talk about pronunciations for a minute. You know, it used to be, that you would hear a particular pronunciation in school and you would just accept that and maybe you remember it. That's how you're supposed to pronounce something. But nowadays, with all these online tools, you've got multiple ways of pronouncing a name that should have been really only one way. <laughs> so you'll see the American pronunciation or the British. Well, one would hope you would find the original pronunciation, and I am continually daunted by pronunciations, even of things that I think I know, I should know, or I've heard it a certain way, but I'm dropping assumptions about pronunciations anymore. It's something that can make those of us on any type of vocal um, platform feel a bit insecure, and I'm trying to work with that because the fact of the matter is when you go and look, People are looking at these things in many different ways. And anyway, I just wanted to know, if I pronounce something in a way that you think is off, it's just because there actually really are multiple ways that people are saying these things, and I'm trying to open up to what those ways are instead of trying to go by memory of what I thought I always knew. What does that teach us about energy, by the way, about giving up assumptions about what we thought we always knew? doesn't just go to pronunciations it applies to everything because we are called right now in this time to be students of of history to be students 
in many ways, to be aware, to listen to what voices have had to say to us. Some of those voices are going to carry some pretty heavy lifting because we're dealing with some heavy lifting right now. But my message to you is May, at this beautiful time of year, the spirit of May, the very spirit of divinity itself, for those of us on spiritual paths, speaks of the freedom of spirit and the beauty of all the different flowers, all the different trees, all the different things that we observe in nature. The same we can observe in all of us. The cycles of nature, the same we can observe in all of us. And with whatever cycles we are personally going through or as a society or nature herself, all of these things matter. And yet beauty uplifts us. Another quote. This is from Ralph Waldo Emerson, who I've quoted already a few times recently in this program. He lived 1803 to 1882, nature is made to conspire with spirit to emancipate us. Please listen to these words. It's odd this time we live in when the notion of freeing, of being free, is even judged. That is contrary to spirituality. All spiritual paths involve free choice, and it's a theme that I've returned to again and again. Only darker paths, which are not aligned with a positive direction, let's just put it that way, imply something else. And we are called back, called back, what we know in our hearts and our spirits to be true, to what we know is what nature itself is teaching us. And Ralph Waldo Emerson, he was definitely an advocate of freedom. Another quote. This is actually from someone who lived in the time of the pre-Raphaelites, And that is actually an area I've spent a lot of time studying. And it was, at some point, I hope to to put some some things out from what I've been studying about this period. The pre-Raphaelites were very adventurous. They lived in a time where they wanted to freely express themselves, and they were doing new things with literature and with art. They're mostly known for art, but there were several people writing literature who were in this circle. And Algernon Charles Swinburne was one of them. He lived 1837 to 1909, and he was a very unconventional thinker. In fact, he was judged often um, for his unconventional thinking. But he believed in the freedom of his voice. He said... And a bird overhead sang, follow. And a bird to the right sang, hear. 
and the arch of the leaves was hollow, and the meaning of May was clear. Unquote. Very light piece of writing from Swinburne, who all isn't always known for being light, and yet he was talking about the freeing nature of May, of spring. Wherever you find yourself in the world, we are called to the freedom that nature conveys to us, to the freedom that spirituality conveys, which is about freely choosing. There is no one on the spiritual level imposing just one way in terms of what you would choose. Now, I know there are those of you who believe out there and there are multiple systems of thought that that your path is the path. And even on those paths, because I know, because I was raised on one of those paths, people are given the opportunity to freely choose. No matter what your spiritual path, that's what spring conveys. It is here to emancipate us, said Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he was right. Beauty can set us free. As we sit here on May 1st, I will say that the title of this episode, It's May, comes from a song that was repeated many times in my childhood. And some of you may recognize it, that it's from Camelot. And I wasn't born when the play was out. The first thing I ever saw was the movie, which I actually researched, was the play came out in 1960, and the movie was 1967. But there's a very freeing song where they're singing about May in Camelot. Another movie that um, I'm so happy that when I was young, my mother shared with me many, many old movies, and we spent many an evening in the days when you didn't Um, necessarily, this was a little bit later, where we might have had some tapes. We had videotapes that we we could tape a movie, but you didn't have lots of channels. But some of these movies would just come on the handful of channels that we had. And this particular movie would tend to come on a secondary channel of some kind, a local channel, which I'm going to educate you about what the early 70s was like, because I know that people are starting to forget we didn't have computers. I've had, I think I mentioned in another show, I had never even seen a calculator until my brother handed me one and said, this is a calculator. And I said, what is that? And he said, a calculator. Can you even conceive of a time? We didn't have tons of channels. We didn't have, I mean, the notion of streaming. I mean, that still feels new to me. <laughs> and we didn't have a way to just watch a movie on demand. But this particular movie would have come on at some point, and we watched it. And a little bit later, as we were maybe in the late 70s, early 80s, we could have taped it, and we would have played a tape, and that is May Time, which was created in 1937. And my mother um, may have seen that. She's live in a movie theater, which was the only way she could have seen it when she was young, and that's with Nelson Eddy and Jeanette McDonald. It's a rather poignant film, 
Um, but it stays within my memories, and I was even looking for it today to see if it was available. It's out there. Everything is. You need to rent it, but nobody's playing it, not even um, not even one of the channels that might today, and yet that's a day surrounding May 1st because May 1st is an important date within this film where these two people um, are together, and they sing a song about it. I wish that these things could be remembered. They fall out of memory for many people, and yet they're in my memories. And so I choose to speak about them because they're important, these things that we grew up with. And remember, let's see what other quotes I have to convey to you today. I've got a few today. This is going to be one of those shows where I'm calling you all to read more. It's very important. We are the keepers of knowledge, and we can keep expanding our reading as well. Um, And I still don't feel my reading is necessarily expansive enough, but I'm starting in a certain place where I can review and also discover new things worldwide and literature from worldwide. Um, We are called to read. We are called to study history and think about perspectives, and see what we can see. If we don't know these things, we can't learn from them. Even as we have an expansive perspective, that's to which we're called at this time, and I certainly am. So here's another one from my favorite, or one of my favorites, Henry David Thoreau. This is again from Walden. I've read from here before. Henry David Thoreau lived 1817 to 1862, and he knew um, Ralph Waldo Emerson. I was just reading more about how he knew them. And and, um, Henry David Thoreau, talk about an adventurous thinker. He got into all kinds of debates, and he and Ralph Waldo Emerson didn't necessarily see eye to eye on everything, but they certainly had amazing discussions. Isn't it wonderful to have a discussion? That's actually what we're supposed to do. Um, Okay, this is what I was going to read from Henry David Thoreau today from Walden. To anticipate not the sunrise and the dawn merely, but if possible, nature herself. How many mornings, summer and winter, before yet any neighbor was stirring about his business, have I been about mine? No doubt many of my townsmen have met me returning from this enterprise, farmers starting for Boston in the twilight, or woodchoppers going back to their work. It is true. I never assisted the sun materially in his rising, but doubt not it was of the last importance only to be present at it. Henry David Thoreau chose to live an unconventional life. He did kind of rejoin society at some point. He didn't stay at Walton Pond forever, although he was still unconventional when he did. These adventurous thinkers among us, whether we agree with everything, you know, agreement was never implied as the object of any kind of writing. People actually enjoy having discussions 
in the past and writing about their points of view. The interesting thing about Henry David Thoreau, he died um, relatively, well, I mean, I guess he lived a fairly long life but um, for his time, um, but a lot of his writing really wasn't known during his life, which is interesting. I was reading about that this morning as well. Let's see what else we have here. Show is flying by today, and most of these I I found right before. This is from Emily Dickinson, very famous, of course. She lived 1830 to 1886. This is my letter to the world that never wrote to me the simple news that nature told with tender majesty. Her message is committed to hands I cannot see for love of her, sweet countrymen, judge tenderly of me. Interesting how nature is one of those things that brings us together, the celebration of nature, and it doesn't matter what your spiritual path may be. I full remember in my childhood, for example, For the Beauty of the Earth. My mother used to sing that song in the kitchen, so it was something I would hear. Whatever your spiritual path, the beauty of nature is not only illuminating and inspiring, it helps to bring us together. We don't have to be on the same page. Who ever thought that that was needed? They certainly didn't believe it. Um, Henry David and Thoreau and Ralph Waldo Emerson didn't believe that. They wanted to express their points of view. That was desirable. And somehow we're being, well, truthfully, it's ignorance to suggest that not expressing one's point of view is a good way to go. That is a form of ignorance. So um, we need to try to find our way out of those ways of thinking. We want to think as expansively as possible. I think this is the last one I have for today. Let's see if I can find it. This is from Percy Bysshe Shelley lived 1792 to 1822, to a skylark. I'm just going to read part of this. I swear I read a little of this before, but I'm not so sure. If I did, I'm repeating it. Hail to thee, blithe spirit, bird that never worked, that from heaven or near it pourest thy full heart in profuse strains of un premeditated art higher still and higher from the earth thou springest like a cloud of fire the blue deep thou dost thou wingest and singing still dost soar and soaring ever singest in the golden lightning of the sunken sun or which clouds are brightening thou dost Float and run like an unbodied joy whose race is just begun. That's the beginning of that poem. 
And so we have Thoreau at sunrise and Shelley at sunset. But both call us to some interesting things. Notice how Shelley talks about unpremeditated art. Pourest thy full heart in profuse strains of unpremeditated art, the freest of expression that comes from your spirit may cause us on this May 1st, 2021 to Free our spirits and free the spirits of those around us by allowing them to free their own spirits. That is the only productive way forward. Every other way leads to night and darkness. So let's see how we're doing with the live show. Oh, got five minutes left, I see. So... While I have the live audience, this show's unlikely to go over. This is a really simple show today. Um, I just wanted to thank you for being here today and also thank Blog Talk Radio for continuing to support this show in the way that it's doing, um, highlighting on the homepage while it's live today. I appreciate that very much. And I would hope that we would find more gentle voices. Who was it who spoke of that? Emily Dickinson, didn't she? About speaking gently and yet about important truths because we are called to emancipating our spirits. That's what spirituality does. That's what nature does. That's what free expression is all about whether it be by voice, in writing, or in art, in studying the past and talking about it. In all these different ways, we are called. And it's important, vitally important. If we can do that, the heavy lifting that we are dealing with right now, and I know it's it's really bringing down the spirits of a lot of of us, we don't see we don't see the positive in um a direction that is not freeing and so that's a lot of heavy lifting to be dealing with right now and yet there are many voices in the past who call us to the dawn who herald the importance of our own free choices of our own free voices. Listen. Listen to those voices. I invite those of you listening today, and I certainly invite you to listen to voices worldwide. I will be doing that more and more. I work out of conventional books for the most part, although some of these quotes I found online today Um, I'm not intentionally isolating these voices to just one area. They just happen to be that way right now because I'm studying specifically certain things. But that doesn't mean I don't want to expand to voices from all walks of life from all over the world. 
some are harder to find, which is really interesting, isn't it? Like if you look for quotes about May, you know, what comes to the surface? Um, You know, just a certain group of voices. I want to expand into many, many voices. So I do want to make that clear, that I think that's important. And I very much urge those of you listening, study, 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 study. I cannot say it enough. In your spare time, study. History has things to teach us. We can be living living repositories of not only history but literature. And it matters, it's important because it's what teaches us. So many times there are cycles that we go through and they don't, you know, we seem to walk down the same path over and over again and, you know, follow that bright and shiny object that um, has us mesmerized perhaps but it doesn't necessarily lead where it claims to go. We can in our hearts know where we are supposed to be going. That is unconditional love for everyone, unconditional love for their free expression, unconditional love to listen, simply listen. You don't have to agree. Listen. Unconditional love is what nature frees us to be because it lifts us higher. It lifts us higher, like Shelley talked about, like the skylark. We are lifted above. Thank you. Thank you, live audience. I know you're leaving me now. I'm just going to finish this really quickly and we'll be done today. We are called to look at a higher a higher future, a higher path, a higher um, mutual respect for one another and multiple voices and listening at depth, listening for truth, listening, studying, feeling called. Yes, we want to go outside in nature and explore. That will teach us many things, but we are also called to learn. So, enough said for today. I thank those of you who have been joining me, and I have thought about sometimes not doing this weekly, maybe going bi-weekly. There may be some weeks in the weeks to come where I'm not available at this time, or maybe I'll do it at a variety of times. I have said Well, only do it at 1 p.m. Pacific. I'm not going to limit this program to a particular time. But for now, I do expect to be here again next week. If there are other shows that I happen to decide to do, um, or if I decide to do a different time, I mean, a good way of knowing that is following the show on Blog Talk Radio. It's easy to do. Or go to the Facebook page. You can find it. Um, Just go to the website, FrontierBeyondFear.com, and you can find everything. I'm no longer blogging daily. I'll blog when I feel inclined to write. I write every day, but I don't always write for everyone every day. That was feeling a bit too confining for me. So 
I'll write when I feel so inspired. And I'm taking a little break, but I will also be blogging too. So you'll find all of that at FrontierBeyondFear.com. And as I've said before, I will be talking about some research more. The last show was a little more um, research-oriented. Well, not exactly, but it took a it took a look at time anyway. Um, not not so much research-oriented as really reflective about what do we know about nonlinear time and what would it mean for us. So I would call that a reflective episode. If you have not listened to the nonlinear time episode. I think you will appreciate it because it has a lot to say that you don't always hear. Um, And so I invite you to find that in the archive, which was last week's program. So thank you again, everyone, for being here today. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I feel your energy with me, and I am greatly appreciative of that. Please. Expand your spirit. Expand your understanding. Expand your acceptance. Acceptance is a part of spirituality. It is a fundamental part. Think about how you can expand instead of becoming more narrow. Because becoming more narrow never leads us down an expansive road. So expand. But make sure when you do expand, you do it within the space of unconditional love that can never steer you wrong. You may observe some heavy things, but in the space of unconditional love, you will always find the way. And you'll help all of us in the process, every one of us doing that. Take care, everyone.